Oh, yeah. <laughs> had, to, had to do that. <laughs> had to put the... <laughs> had to put the... Uh, <laughs> I can't even get it out. Had to put... Had to give... <laughs> had to put the Bruce Lee... The Bruce Lee... In. jolly get jolly damn just get jolly you know just get jolly i don't know just get jolly 
Um, damn. Yeah, I guess that's really, really it. Um, so yeah, at least uh, in regards to this episode, gonna be a pretty, pretty juicy one. It's so juicy. <laughs> um, pretty much majority of this is probably gonna be the game awards. So just off the hype and uh, excitement and uh, celebration of games overall. So um, prepare your booties. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> you, I mean, you know what I mean? Okay. I'm sorry. Just the, the voice makes it weirder than I, I wanted it to, to be weird. <sighs> you know, so either way, I digress. Um, yeah. So you know what, you know what? Let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Okay. First, excuse me, topic of discussion, of course, the game awards. Um, again, shout shouts out to Jeff Keeley. Um, got it, got an invite, uh, since the uh, event was a uh, invite only. And man, it's a fun time. I really enjoyed it overall. Um, definitely didn't agree with some of the, uh, the winners, but you know, obviously that's the, that's kind of the fun of it, uh, of the award. So, uh, say we'll start it off and go over the winners, uh, at least more than likely just, uh, you know, a quick glance of the winners. So. I guess we'll go into most anticipated game, Elden Ring, <laughs> that won like twice. <laughs> this is the second year running. I, I mean, I guess, hey, if you if it's hyped, it, it can be it can be uh, considered multiple times. Um, best esports game, League of Legends. Um, well, I'm just gonna highlight relevant ones, uh, best multiplayer game. It takes two really felt, uh, Hmm. I would wish knockout knockout city monster to rise personally, but I, I totally understand it takes two as somebody who's not played that game yet, but, uh, best sim strategy game, age of empires four, uh, best sports racing game Forza horizon five was taken taking up shop uh best family game it takes two damn that's taking out taking out mario party superstars new pokemon snap mario's uh super mario 3d world uh plus bowser's fury and warrior wear just just cleaning best fighting game guilty gear strive i think that's well deserved i mean personally i would have rooted for virtual fighter 5 ultimate showdown but i mean Technically it's a re-released game kind of, so I know it's not the, the ultimate widely re well-received favorite. So guilty gear strive. I respect it. Uh, best RPG tales of a rise, uh, Shimagami Tensei five just robbed 
<laughs> I say that as if I played it, which I'm not, but uh, I respect it. Best action adventure game, Metroid Dread, which is good. I did not think, um, I was very, uh, concerned that I thought, uh, Metroid wasn't going to win anything. Thankfully they did. So yay. Hooray. Uh, Bex, best, Bex, best action game returnal. This was a good, this was a big one. This was a big one. Um, part of me was thinking it was going to be either far cry six or death loop, but, uh, glad returnal got it. Um, I, I totally stand behind that. At least haven't played majority of the games in that category. It definitely deserved it. Innovation and accessibility, which is basically, uh, games that are, uh, rewarded for having very, uh, well, I guess really the, the title does speak for itself in terms of just, uh, evolving and, um, progressing, uh, games, having more expansive accessibility options for people who can't play in the general typical fashion. So. Best VR AR game, Resident Evil Four. Oh, it definitely deserves it. <laughs> I'm I may be biased as that's technically kind of literally the only VR game I played <laughs> at all out of the especially out of this category. So, but I mean, damn, damn, as somebody who just came into it and loved it, hey, I think it 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 uh completed the mission. Uh, best community support final fantasy 14 online. I knew it was going to, this was going to get it off the bat, at least from somebody from the outside in hearing like all the positive stuff and I guess fervor for final fantasy 14. So, um, good on them, especially now, now with uh shadow bringers and the insane Q times I was, I was close. I was close. I was about to. I was about to do it, but <laughs> I was like, oh, the, 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 the Q times. Ah, well, I guess, I guess they don't want me to want me to join the fray. So, uh, best mobile game, Genshin impact. Uh, I, part of me thought Pokemon unite would have took it, but, uh, best debut indie game, Ken, Kenna bridge of spirits, uh, debut. Oh, they got two. That's interesting. So best debut indie game for the best debut debut game created by a new independent studio. Okay. Then there was best indie game, which, uh, Kenya, I think it's Kenna. No, Kenna also, uh, won as well. So, uh, best ongoing game, final fantasy 14 online as well. Yeah. I saw that coming. Um, games for impact life is strange. True colors. Um, best performance, Maggie Rob. I, I think everybody called that one. Maggie Robertson for uh, resident evil village. Who's uh played the voice actress for lady Dimitrescu. I mean, come on now. <laughs> her, her character alone probably sold way more copies than, uh, than expected. So that was a given best audio design Forza horizon five. I personally would have went with Returnal, but I get it. 
best score music near replicant uh, version 1.2247448739. That would suck if you had to <laughs> literally announce that. Uh, best art direction, Death Loop. Uh, best narrative, Guardians of the Galaxy. I totally agree. Um, really loved, was very surprised by the story of that game. Uh, best game direction, Death Loop. And game of the year, it takes two. Joseph Ferris gets to say, fuck the Oscars yet again. So full circle. <laughs> 2018, he said, fuck the Oscars. 2021, fuck the Oscars again. <laughs> fuck the Oscars, the revenge. The revenge of fuck the Oscars. <laughs> They need to make that a movie at some point. I would, I would watch it. Uh, alongside the, uh, winners, of course, it wouldn't be the game awards without, uh, some, uh, juicy new announcements, uh, you know, peppered in between, uh, which by the way, at least speaking on the game awards, uh, I have to say this is probably one of the best paced uh, award shows since, um, probably the 2018 one. Yeah. It just, the pacing was like, just just very, very concise and efficient and not a lot of dead space and, uh, you know, things like that. So bravo to the people, everybody involved with the game awards. Um, cannot say enough about the, uh, just overall pacing of the show just was <laughs> no, uh, just very minimal. If anything, you know, uh, um, scripted moments or thank God, no, um, you know, pre-screened, uh, faked interviews like, Hey, uh, Hey Bob, are you excited for, uh, making, making X game for this year? <sighs> I sure am Jill. So <laughs> what we're going to do, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll probably, we'll probably skip a couple and at least get the, at least the very notable ones. Uh, Hellblade two. Uh, we actually got, uh, technically this is gameplay. I think it was, it seemed like gameplay, um, of Hellblade two. So pretty much more the same. If you played the first one, don't really want to spoil it if you're not aware of it, of the plot. Um, since I think in, in turn, it's kind of a spoiler if you talk about it, if that makes sense. So, um, but yeah, I mean, as somebody who's pretty lukewarm on the first one, I'm definitely open, especially, I think this is going to be game pass game. So more than likely going to, going to give this, uh, another go, uh, with the sequel, see what, uh, see what they do. Uh, star Wars eclipse, uh, not gonna lie. At first when I saw it, I was like, okay, I know this is star Wars. Uh, but I'm like, what a part of me thought very like, I ain't gonna lie. It was probably like 75%. I was thinking like, maybe just maybe it might be, uh, the cancel game coming back to life being revived. Uh, that one really dope, um, 
Star Wars game we saw like ages ago, uh, Star Wars 1313, which I believe it was like some bounty hunter. And then, uh, it was like two bounty hunters. Like one is kind of like an apprentice and, uh, a much older one, you know, is more seasoned teaching them, uh, teaching them the ropes. And uh, I thought maybe that it was possibly going to be that it was not, uh, Star Wars Eclipse. And <laughs> I mean, depending on how you feel about it, uh, from Quantic Dream, who are the, the folks that made, um, Detroit become human and, uh, um, what was it? Beyond two souls and, uh, Fahrenheit nine one one, I think Fahrenheit. Let me, let me, let me fact check myself. Let me fact check. Don't want to, don't want to misrepresent. Yeah. Detroit become human. Dion two souls. I'm pretty sure they made some other ones as well. Uh, yeah, Fahrenheit, just Fahrenheit. I think I'm getting it mixed up with some movie. Yeah. Heavy rain, Fahrenheit, the nomad soul were the other previous games. So depending on, uh, what you think about those, those, uh, those games, I've, I've yet to actually play any of those. So I definitely plan to play, uh, more than likely probably Detroit, maybe at some point, probably all of them just to get a, get a, a form in a, a valid separate opinion on it. But, um, yeah, so a wonder woman game made by, uh, the shadows of Mordor people, um, uh, monolith productions. That's the, that potential it definitely seems to be great. Um, I'd be down for Wonder Woman, uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> I'd be down for Wonder Woman game. Um, sign me up. Um, yeah, especially from those guys, at least going to be, be pretty good. And of course, Alan Wake two officially announced, you know, it's been highly rumored, highly insinuated, especially recently with the recent release of, um, Alan Wake, uh, remastered. So pretty good to, uh, get this confirmed. And at least, uh, they, uh, elaborated a little bit more after the trailer. And, uh, they did say this is going to be remedies first survival horror game. Let's fucking go. Sign me up. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, PUBG supposedly is going to be free to play. <laughs> AK. <laughs> nigga, nigga battlegrounds. Oh, <laughs> I did nigga unknowns battlegrounds. <laughs> so ignorant. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> Uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum, uh, uh, was announced as well. So 
I'm very curious about this. I'd like to see some more gameplay. The premise does not, at least what was presented to us via trailer. It's hard to fathom this game being compelling, I guess. I don't know. I definitely would have to see some gameplay because you're like what was considered one of the most weakest enemies or people in, at least in the Lord of the Rings universe to some extent, at least having not watched the whole series in I don't know how long, but Gollum of all people, you play as him. How's that going to work? You just run away from everybody and just <laughs> have a dedicated, my precious button. You, my precious. You just, I don't know. I, I'm curious, but, uh, I'm not sold. Uh, cuphead DLC coming summer, 2022. Um, it seems like, uh, there was cuphead, I think Mughead, and I forgot the girl. I think she's in the Lord. I, somebody who's not played cuphead at all. I forgot her name, but basically a girl, a girl with a mug on her head, mug, 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 mood, mug, mug, God, that would be kind of, that'd be kind of clever. I'm not going to lie, but so she's in the, uh, the trailer in, in at least shown in the gameplay as well. So I'm guessing maybe they added a three player co-op gameplay. I would, I would guess like uh, maybe she's added and you can play maybe the, the, the previous, the vanilla game with her, with this DLC as well. But um, I'm curious to see, I mean, maybe they wouldn't because maybe they have to be scaled for these new, for the new levels and stuff with this DLC, which it seems to insinuate as somebody again, who has not played Cuphead, but at least is somewhat familiar with like the premise, like Contra, but <laughs> Contra would make it a 1950s cartoon kind of thing. At least that's the impression I got. So, uh, we also, uh, got a, a, a look, a tease of, uh, the next Sonic game which is called Sonic Frontiers. Uh, it seems like it's a, uh, <laughs> um, I, it's hard to, 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 to ignore, but it was like, it seemed like Sonic, Sonic breath of the wild. Uh, what would, what would be more, more, uh, clever <sighs> Sonic. Uh, damn it. Sonic, Sonic of the wild, Sonic of the wild. Zelda, Zelda, Sonic of the wild. I don't know. Some, there's something there. I'm just not seeing it yet, but, um, yeah, it seems like a open world Sonic game, which is, I don't think we've had since Sonic adventure. If I recall having not played <laughs> <laughs> having not played any of the games after uh, any of the Sonic games after uh, Sonic Adventure 2, uh, admittedly as well. So, but it seems like the first legit 3D adventure game since Sonic Adventure, which uh, definitely 
sounds promising at least. Um, oh, we saw uh, Rocksteady uh, with the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League actual first gameplay. Uh, it, it was pretty dope at the show. They had uh, Deborah Wilson, who's the, I believe she's the voice actor of, what's her name? The leader boss of the Suicide Squad. I forgot her name, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, <laughs> she's like, hey, hey, this is classified information. Y'all better not show this. Y'all better not show it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill everybody. Something like that. I, that's at least the impression I got. It's like, <laughs> is she? Is the <laughs> Deep down, I know Jeff wanted to say it, but he couldn't. <laughs> um, uh, is that angry black lady going? <laughs> can I, can I? Can I can I post this video? <laughs> this is the crazy black lady going. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but man, gameplay looks pretty dope. Not gonna lie, <sighs> pretty interested. the 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 premise in of itself is is pretty damn compelling. Freaking Suicide Squad, where at least. How they, how they like are framing it is that like, you literally about to kill the justice league. Like we, this ain't no joke. Like, ah, we going to fight the justice league. Uh, but, but, but they're good people. We can't, we can't kill them. No, y'all going to kill them. They trying to kill us. We need to kill them first. And it seemed, I mean, it seemed like they, they could go there that, that I think that in of itself that uh that premise is pretty enticing so cannot wait to see more well, i think it's coming out pretty soon maybe uh i think they gave a release date i'm pretty sure it's somewhere in 2022 just this league release date. Oh, 2022. So does not, does not seem to be a confirmed release date. No, at least 2022. So we got a ballpark. Uh, also forgot, uh, Sonic, the movie, they also showed a trailer. I believe Ben Swartz was the voice of, of Sonic in the movies. Um, pretty much showed showed the trailer, and uh, I ain't gonna lie, man, pretty hype. I'm de- I'm definitely watching it. <laughs> definitely watching. You got Robotnik with with the with the mustache. He got he got his he got his uh, whole robot army ready to go. He got Tails joining the fray. Hey Sonic, I don't. That's, that's, that's the best I got. <laughs> uh, then you got, um, that motherfucker fighting freak knuckles, ready to wreak havoc, ready to do anything for them chaos emeralds at any cost, at any cost. Um, <laughs> it having that little snippet of Idris Elba's voice. I'm so pretty damn good pretty damn good. I'm like, damn, 
that's fucking knuckles right there. So yeah, about to be hype. I'm definitely, definitely watching it as soon as it premieres. Um, space Marine two, uh, as somebody who's very unfamiliar with the Warhammer 40, 40 K 40 Warhammer 40,000. I think I'm probably butchering it. I'm sorry, but, uh, <laughs> that trailer was pretty visceral. Damn. He's like <laughs> soldier stabbed this, this enemy stabbed him with it with a chain son, uh, chain son, <laughs> chain son. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, uh, chainsaw gun, I think. And then <laughs> why he, why he ripping them in, in the, in the chest, Gonna, gonna decapitate his head while he chains. So I'm like, damn, this is visceral as fuck. So that's interesting. Uh, Tiny Tina Wonderlands uh, showed some gameplay of that upcoming game. I don't know. Probably, probably when it gets cheaper. I I can already tell. Um, for for spoken, uh, we got uh more in depth uh trailer showing, I mean, I'm still don't know kind of what the premise of that game is after watching that, but I mean, I'm intrigued. I, I'm, I want to see more, uh, Star Trek, uh, game by, uh, telltale or at least former people from telltale, I believe, um, <laughs> among us coming to VR. <sighs> well, it was inevitable. I'm kind of curious though. Not gonna lie, Among Us in VR. I now have the capabilities. I can. I now can do. I don't even know. I'm trying to wrap my head around how you do this in VR, but I guess it's not necessarily that complicated. We'll see. Uh, Rumbleverse, which is I think pretty damn interesting. Uh, after kind of reflecting on it. Um, since that, but basically at least what I thought initially is that it's a, a beat em up battle Royale game, but it's at least supposedly more focused on a pro wrestling battle Royale, which is interesting, just an interesting choice. But, um, I'm definitely interested in uh, my curious and want to try it out in terms of just like, what does that look and feel like, you know, a wrestling battle royale game, 40 players duke it out in Grapital city. Got to do it. Grapital city. That's kind of, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's pretty clever. That's, that's pretty clever. Uh, landing suplexes from the top of tall buildings. Uh, Crossfire X uh, is supposedly launching in uh, 2022. And I guess Remedy is doing two single player missions. I thought they were fully doing the campaign, but I think maybe they scaled it back. Uh, we saw the Halo TV series with Master Chief. Um, <laughs> this is so ignorant, but... Uh, when I was watching it, they showed the one, um, <laughs> you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> they showed, uh, evil Dave Chappelle. <laughs> that's, 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 that's horrible. That's not doing that man justice. He been, 
he he been doing some prolific work. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I'm gonna look up. <laughs> Evil Dave Chappelle. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Evil Dave Chappelle. Is it Bo Bokeem Wo Wo Woodbine? I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> it's like I did not act in all these prolific black uh, culture roles to be just considered Dave Chappelle's evil twin. Uh, is it Mike Milligan? Mike Milligan? No, this is a fictional character. No, I think it's Bokeem Woodbine. Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah, I saw him in it. I was like, oh, it's a black. <laughs> That's so sad, man. <laughs> I was watching. <laughs> I was watching the trailer at the Game Awards, and they was talking or whatever, you know, showing Master Chief, and they cut to a black guy. I was like, oh, that's a black guy. <laughs> that is, it's sad. It's sad that, you know, I don't know, but you know what? I, if you If you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, but yeah, shouts out to Bokeem Woodbine. Sorry. You are considered Dave Chappelle's evil twin, but I know you, I personally know you're more than that. I just hate to, you know, put in, add Kindle to the fire of, you know, having you misrepresented as specifically Dave Chappelle's evil, uh, evil twin, which you're not, you're more than that. I know that. So just, just had to, just had to let that be stated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <sighs> Again, shouts, <laughs> shouts out to Bokeem Woodbine, man. Shouts out. Um, well, <laughs> on that uh, we also got a new Elden Ring trailer. Uh, it was mainly just, you know, CGI and, uh, probably, <laughs> probably the trailer we'll see before we actually start playing the game when it comes out within the next couple months. Um, <laughs> what was funny, at least at the game wars, they showed that, uh, what is his name? I forgot the name of it, but basically the, the mug that we saw in the previous game trait gameplay trailer. Uh, we saw a little miniature <laughs> mobile version of him giving uh Jeff uh the letter to announce or at least uh uh well that that technically the trailer um which was was a nice touch so um he also worthy oh yeah the matrix we saw the matrix resurrections. Uh, some weird, uh, we saw a clip, uh, I think an exclusive trick, <laughs> exclusive trick, exclusive clip for the matrix resurrections, I believe. And then on top of that, we saw what was, I forgot what it's called. The matrix awakens, which is, I still don't even know what it is, even after they kind of described it. But basically it's like some 3d, at least my impression is that it's some 3d 
re some 3d reimagining of the original matrix or something like that. But I'm, I, I feel like even saying that I'm kind of pretty far off. So it's, uh, out now on the PS five and Xbox sex. Um, but that's pretty much all we know. So I'm very curious to see what it is, at least from what I've been hearing is that it's definitely worth checking out. I mean, it's free and it's a demo a demo. I'm curious if it's feels like it, it's going to maybe suggest a, a full game at some point or something. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just purely speculating at this point, but the matrix awakens. It's like, I don't, I don't know what it is. It's some experience with the unreal engine five or something like that. They, they really kept instilling that and uh, enforcing at home. So whatever that means, I don't know, but all in all, that was pretty much it for the game awards. Overall, uh, at least it felt at least being there at the show myself, it felt very, I just really liked the pace. Um, it didn't feel like anything was born or dragging necessarily. Um, it just felt like everything just kept going one after the other, which, uh, I appreciate it. You know, <laughs> I assume just the gamers that, that are, you know, very low in terms of, uh, attention span. I think they appreciated it as well, but, um, yeah, overall, I just, it, <laughs> it did kind of feel overwhelming initially. I'm like, man, premiere after premiere after premiere, um, at least a good amount. I was at least interested in. Um, but of course, at least definitely my highlights personally, uh, Alan wake to, uh, the Sonic, Sonic two trailer. Um, Oh yeah. I forgot. They, they showed a really interesting game. Uh, what was it called? It was called like head splitter or something. Um, I think it was made by the people who, who were part of the original team silent who, you know, made the silent Hill series. Uh, I think it was called head splitter game. I think it's called head splitter. Maybe it's not. It was made by bouquet bouquet studios. Yeah. Bokeh studios. It's like, I believe a Jap Japanese studio. I think they talked uh, Apparently they talked about this back in June, I guess maybe during the summer games fest. I think it's called head spit heads. <laughs> That'd be weird. Head spit head spitter. Uh, game awards. We'll try that. Slitterhead. Okay, yeah. So, made by the creators of Silent Hill, and his studio present new horror game to the masses. Slitterhead. I was close. 
Yeah, and it um has the same music as uh uh with the same composer Akira Yamaoka, make who made the legendary soundtrack uh for pretty much majority of the um Silent Hill games, if not all, I don't think. I think um yeah, <laughs> at least seeing that trailer, that shit was very unsettling. <laughs> People heads morphing in the in the they mouth and then then towards the end the lady mouth was like a creature thing and then it like all engulfed into a normal person's face i'm like oh man oh i can't wait (laughs) i can't i can't wait with hesitancy oh man i can't wait but i kind of want to wait but oh i can't wait but who i'm kind of scared so um, that was definitely a highlight for sure for me. And yeah, and then they, they gonna have the nerve to mention Silent Hill from the people that made Silent Hill. I'm like, oh shit, is this, is this everybody, everybody in that damn, uh, audience like, oh shit. Oh no, it ain't. No, it ain't. And then, ah, okay. Slitterhead though. So, uh, while we on that topic too, uh, apparently, apparently it, it was these like weird hints that silent Hill might actually be, I mean, well, I mean, I think it's a given as definitely a thing, but at least the insinuation that, uh, Guillermo might be involved because like during, uh, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's, like he was an announcer or a presenter for one of the awards. I think the best, game direction. I want to say could be wrong, but, um, he basically, uh, said that he literally straight up said that, yeah, we might, uh, like we might, uh, see silent Hills return at some point. I'm like, you can't do that. I mean, you, you, uh, you could Hideo Kojima's a secondhand man. How, what? So that was weird. That was weird. That was very weird. So, I mean, I don't know, man, them rumors might be true, at least specifically the rumors, um, suggesting that possibly, uh, Konami and, uh, Hideo kind of buried the hatchet, um, and actually might be bringing at least what I would interpret. I feel like obviously if they were to come back together, if they, if, if Kojima and Konami were to be back together, I feel like they obviously would just go back to making silent Hills again. I don't think they would just do something completely different. And, uh, yeah. So at least who boy that <laughs> just, just based off that implication alone, that is adding some, some straight gasoline to the fire of, of, uh, suspicion and speculation and rumors regarding silent Hill. So, pretty, uh, pretty, just, just ball teasing, really just giving everybody blue balls just with, with excitement and animosity. At least that's what I interpret it as. So just, that was too on the nose. You can't just, just do that completely in front of us as <laughs> literally you're catering to a whole audience of, of game fans of games and, video game enthusiasts and whatnot and just go say, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it'd be interesting. And like, uh, 
Silent Hill series would return. Like you can't just, I'm sorry. That just, I'm, I'm overreacting over it right now. Just, just the thought that that actually might be a thing just got me riled up, you know? Um, yeah, I think pretty much outside of that, that pretty much covered pretty much at least the highlights, at least that stuck out to me for, uh, the game awards. So again, shouts out to Jeff Keighley. Um, it's, it's literally now the Christmas, the next Christmas for video game game fans, where at least, um, it wasn't any like just outright, oh my God announcements, but I think at least there was a very consistent amount of decent announcements that like, uh, at least we weren't aware of, uh, at least maybe that were rumored. Um, but either way, we're pretty interesting overall. It wasn't anything like at least consistently as a whole, it wasn't any feeling of like, I don't know just like, uh, this is horrible. It's like a very, like, I guess just in general, it was like a lot of the games they showed. I definitely want to play. So I think that's the biggest testament to anything. Um, I guess, unfortunately the games we didn't see, which uh, at least I was suspecting <laughs> at least specifically now, at least with, uh, Neil Druckmann, the creator of the last of us, uh, for at naughty dog thought maybe he possibly would have, uh, gave us that last of us factions multiplayer, but we didn't get that. Uh, no resident evil eight DLC. Um, no final fantasy 16. I feel like that's just going to be his own dedicated event at this point. Um, <laughs> no resident evil two, three directors cut. Ah, damn it. Had some hope, but I guess, not today. Um, I think that's it. At least ones that I suspected. Yeah. Uh, no persona, no persona, <laughs> persona five ports. Um, or persona, other persona ports in general, I guess outside of persona four, arena ultimax or something like that where it's basically a fighting game based with the with the the characters from persona 4 uh which i maybe there's probably some group of people that are excited about that oh yeah freaking i forgot about that final fantasy 7 uh they finally announced that uh the game is finally getting coming to pc uh i think december 15th um so there's that i mean I don't, I want to know more details. I hope it comes out on steam soon. I mean, I just don't like the fact that Epic is trying to make me die, die, dissect or split my, my game library where, you know, I just like am used to just one general collective library of games. I mean, of course there's like, you know, games with uh cross origin and you play and all that, but uh, stop it. <laughs> oh, but I mean, on top of that, Epic now has a cart function. So glory to be, you can now, you know, uh, 
put multiple items in your cart and purchase that way. So for what that's worth, glory to oh, thank goodness. Oh, I was buying so many games at, at Epic store. I just, oh, I just want, I need more, a more efficient way to do this. Well, we got you. <laughs> Here's a cart. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. So all in all, I really enjoyed it. Cannot wait for next year. Next year is probably going to be insane. I think just <laughs> considering all the games that were like pushed back from that, that were at least projected to come out this year, but did not 2022 is about to be packed. Let me tell you, at least for games, it's going to be just packed going to be, be, be a literal battle Royale in of itself. Um, but, uh, yeah. So also shouts out to halo infinite. They won, I think the player's choice award. So, I mean, I guess you can possibly maybe factor in the fact that it just came out the single player campaign yesterday. So, uh, I don't know about that, but yeah. Cool. 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 Moving on. Um, so, uh, Sony was, uh, seeing all that money that, uh, game pass, Xbox game pass is making. And they were like, wait a minute. Hey, mm, I don't like that. No, mm -mm, no, no, no. And, uh, so at least rumor has it, of course, by the infamous, uh, reporter, uh, rumor. <laughs> I, I feel like rumor monger is a little too negative, but, uh, uh, holder of scoops, uh, Jason Schreier, um, speaking specifically, uh, in regards to Sony that they're supposedly, uh, planning a new subscription service code named Spartacus to take on Xbox game pass. It's being pitched as a three tier service that will merge PlayStation now with PlayStation plus, uh, the highest tier could include PS one, PS two and PSP games, which I think it really, if that, if that is the case, I think that definitely has a lot of potential to, uh, if done right to definitely seriously compete with, um, game pass. And then, uh, you know, like the whole thing with PlayStation. Now, I think there is still that big misconception that that service still only does streaming. You can only stream games with that service. But I want to say maybe a couple years ago that they did start implementing four supported games that are at least generally on PS4 or at least the PS2 PS4 compatibility thing, um, are, you know, uh, downloadable where you can, you know, similar to that game pass where you can actually, uh, download the games, uh, as well as stream them. If you prefer that over, you know, one or the other 
for the supported games, obviously for PS3 games that don't have backwards compatibility, you would, um, have to, you would still, you would be forced to, to utilize the streaming functionality to only access that game that way, since that's obviously the only way. Well, I mean, depending on what this service actually comes to be, um, but considering how much of a nightmare the PS3 is to like <laughs> emulate in general, I don't see that happening. That'd be pretty dope if it did, but at least if you can't do that, just having PS1 and PS2 and potentially PSP games, that would be a definitely, definitely a really uh, dope alternative if they can, you know, get a lot of very, I guess this really only speaks to me, but if they get a lot of niche PS one, PS two, PSP games, but I mean, just get the essential ones or at least, you know, according to their data, the games that sold the most, um, you know, based on a certain set or whatever, that'd be fine too. But at least, um, what it's, uh, considering is that it's, going to be a straight up game pass competitor. I'm curious about the tiers and how that's going to work though. And the price. And I think this, the tiers and the pricing, I think is really going to be the make or break for if this kind of a uh, service actually, uh, makes it, <laughs> makes it, uh, you know, gets off the ground. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm curious, uh, hopefully it does, uh, the, the cool kind of transfer methods that you could do with, um, uh, Xbox. Like if you had an existing gold subscription, it would convert to like less years, but less years, but it would fully convert over to your, whatever tier you have, which I think, you know, would I feel like they would have to go that route to not burn people that, uh, <laughs> at least for me, I got like PS plus for like <laughs> until 2026, I think at least stacking. Cause you can stack your subscription. At least that's personally what I like to do. Uh, especially like with all the sales you, uh, get on the subscription services every now and then, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It really all comes down to the games, how well the emulation plays and you know, if you do have the options to stream or download these said games that are, you know, at least as far as we know, supposedly coming to, uh, this, uh, supposed new service slash, uh, Xbox game pass competitor. But it's very interesting to see Sony actually take a, <laughs> a direct competitive approach specifically to game pass, which always thought Sony would, uh, just be, be, be and do their own thing and not necessarily, you know, try to compete with Xbox in this particular Avenue, uh, when it comes to game pass, which is at least at the moment, pretty compelling, uh, service, uh, for them to, if this is true, compete with. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. Moving on. Um, 
It takes two. <laughs> so, of course, the game that uh was did a pretty fair sweep of getting awards uh, tonight at the Game Awards. Uh, supposedly, is, uh, well, it's pretty much confirmed. I can't even say that, but uh, is getting uh, running into illegal issues with the um, company uh, Take Two, um, where they're basically fighting for a copyright of uh, the. <laughs> it is so petty to me, but basically the title of the recent re- release game from Haze Light Studios, uh, It Takes Two, uh, is being hit by a uh, claim from the company uh, Take Two. Um, which I mean, I get it at some point, but at the same time, it's like, that is fucking petty. It's really petty, but, and it's, and then my other gripe with this is that like this game came out like six, six, eight months ago. And then (laughs) all of a sudden now it's starting to become an issue. I just find that, I just find that interesting. Um, so yeah, but just to kind of summarize, it takes to the latest game from brothers, uh, uh, tale of two sons, Joseph Ferris has been hit by a trademark claim from grand theft auto parent company to take two. Uh, the claim caught puzzler about a pair of divorce parents was stuck by a trademark claim shortly after being released earlier this week, this year. So I guess maybe it was actually, it did happen earlier, but maybe we just, that as the public didn't know about it, uh, it has emerged uh, record show developer. Hayes light was subsequently forced to abandon ownership of the name. Um, in a statement, uh, this is by Eurogamer uh, this week. A Hazelight spokesperson said that the studio cannot comment on ongoing ongoing disputes, but the team was hopeful it will be resolved. So it's still petty. It's still it is so. It just feels very petty. I it's like I understand it, but at the same time, it's like come on now, really? You just really I mean it's just the just the term takes two but it's like even in the context of the phrase it's not even used in the same way it's like it takes two but then in Rockstar's context like okay take two you know it's it is so fucking petty it is so petty to me but I get it I, I, it's still petty, but I get it. I get it. I'm, I'm curious what is going to happen. You know, clearly they've already published the game and it's been dis- distributed and whatnot. Like <laughs> what would they be forced to rename the game? Like <laughs> what would be a, a petty counter action? Uh, <laughs> I guess it will still be in the same boat, but it'd be like two it takes. Uh, to it takes uh, just to be like spiteful and petty, which I mean, that, that would be valid, I think. But I guess tech to it takes to it takes technically it wouldn't be sound necessarily the same, just <laughs> in terms of like the new, newer, like republished uh, titles of this game. 
<laughs> just be just cheap, right? Like marker on it. Just like <laughs> read this way instead of uh left to right, read it right to left problem solved. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just envision everybody, uh, related to haze light, just going to miscellaneous stores across the country, just <laughs> by marker, just, just <laughs> simply put in a arrow that goes left, uh, right to left. Just read it this way to it takes, ah, of course, problem solved. Haze light. If you, if you want to pay me, you know where to contact me. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying uh, all this advice I'm giving out for free. I need to charge. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm tired, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I'm just very curious what is going to come of this in terms of, uh, just how everything is going to play out. It's, uh, going to be very interesting. Um, like, well, it takes to the original print now be like what I would assume it would be like super valuable now that because it was trademarked, now they have to literally change the name and I guess we'll see. So, you know, just to be sure you might as well, and you know, as well support this BS that's happening to their company, just go ahead and, uh, go ahead and uh, get you a copy. I think it's like pretty cheap. Currently it's like 20 bucks. I think, uh, in various store sources. So moving on. Grand theft auto. Why? Grand Theft Auto five. So we haven't got any DLC, uh, single player DLC for Grand Theft Auto five, but, um, you know what? <laughs> that just doesn't come off good either way, but we do got, uh, <laughs> we do got GTA online story featuring, uh, one of the main characters himself, Franklin Clinton in France. So this is the, uh, they had recently announced this week, the new, uh, GTA. I don't even know what you call it. It's hard to even like title this, but basically it's called Grand Theft Auto online, the contract, which is at least it seems to be a new legit, at least what they're marketing it to be a new story uh, expansion, which I think it's unlike the previous, like DLC, uh, like the heists, uh, pack or whatever, that this is actually a straight up story going over. Uh, I think this takes place like a considerable amount of time, uh, since the base game, uh, I think it's like seven years since the events of grand theft auto five, which is kind of weird because Technically, uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, at least initially, takes place before the events of Grand Theft Auto Five. So now with this DLC coming out, it's now seven years past the events of Grand Theft Auto Five. 
which is interesting. But so I guess that uh, that's what those rumors were pointing to where I know at least specifically Dr. Dre was men- mentioned in terms of like um, he was making music for at least I guess people automatically assumed it was GTA six. Nope. GTA five again. <laughs> you go, you going to take this GTA five and you going to like it. Uh, well, I guess technically GTA, you're going to take this GTA online and you're going to like it. You're going, you're going to eat every bit. I don't care if you don't like it, eat it, you eat it. You, <laughs> you can't leave the table until you're done. You can't leave the table until you're done. You hear me? You can't leave the damn table until you're done. It's, I'm sorry. I'm just, <laughs> as you can tell, I'm speaking flashbacks. A horrible parenting, <laughs> horrible parenting flashbacks. And let's, let's just quick, quick side note. Let's, let's stop that, that, uh, that, um, I don't even know what you call it. Bad parenting decisions, uh, of forcing your child to eat food, um, in order to leave the table that you, in, in, in retrospect, that just, it's such a horrible parenting decision, but I digress. Um, <laughs> childhood pain aside. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, <sighs> I think collectively, uh, uh, at least I would assume the majority, uh, at least me, myself. Um, I mean, personally, I'm definitely going to check it out. But I mean, it's always the same issue I have with Grand Theft Auto Online specifically. It's like, oh, hey, a new online GTA Online pack came out. Mission pack came out. Okay, let me try to play it. Uh, Since I don't generally play with a group of people that at least consistently play this, um, it's always that issue where it's like, "Uh, okay, let me try to match with somebody cause uh, you can use the quick match feature, whatever in the game, but it always doesn't feel right. It feels like it's either too slow to match with somebody too slow to match with somebody, or you'll match with somebody and then they'll quit out. And then they'll it, considering how long GTA online takes the load between like missions and going back to the, the free roam is it just really kills the, uh, momentum of trying to play and experience the, the new DLC. So it is, um, it's just, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, I don't know. I'm curious to see how, uh, the approach will be with this new DLC. I assume it's probably going to be more of the same, but I don't know. Now that's a story. Maybe I'll try to, I don't know, play it more, but it feels like it's going to be pretty much the same thing. Like <laughs> they'll give you, Hey, 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 Hey man. Um, man. Uh, Hey, Hey, yo, it's your dog Lamar. Um, Hey man, Franklin tripping. Why don't you come over to the crib real quick? And we gonna go over this uh, story deal. <laughs> they literally just, they don't got no shame. Hey man, let's, Hey, you know what? I ain't going, <laughs> I ain't going to trip with you, man. Let's, let's just go over and just do this whole, let's just do this story DLC that just got downloaded to your game. Let's, uh, we got Franklin in it. 
he came back is seven years later. Dr. Dre's in it. You know, you want to play it, right? And then it's like, ah, oh, okay. All right. Okay. You broke, you broke the fourth wall. I got to do it now. So I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be some extensive little cutscene, and then probably the same kind of cadence of the previous, like DLC. I think the, uh, previous notable one before this was like, the Capirco heist or Calico heist or something like that, where it's like, it was a whole separate Island, but yet again, I never played it because like I saw the introductory cutscene, and then that was pretty much it. And I was like, then it was a lot of just steps where I was like, uh, I don't want to earn money to just do this. And it was just a lot of barriers that it felt like. So hopefully this DLC may be better and avoid those like uh holes and um I don't know speed bumps in terms of trying to actually get in into this uh DLC. And I think that's I think generally the issue with the GTA online is obviously it involves other people, but it would be cool if they had some way that you know, I don't feel like dealing with people and trying to coordinate stuff and just just play it by myself just to at least experience the story don't even care if you give me if if you just cut like my money that i would earn otherwise by like a half or a quarter or whatever i just want to exp- experience the dlc just by myself so i can just get through it and not have to worry about coordinating people people disconnecting trying to find that person to play and all that you know what i mean so which I'm pretty sure is like the general, I think issue people are having with all this stuff being tied to GTA online is that it just has that barrier where, you know, <laughs> we're like all of us are adults. Now we don't got the same time schedules we used to when we were younger coordinating stuff. Hey man, Hey, you want to play, play this, this time? No, man, I got, I gotta, I gotta take care of my baby, um, all day. Cause, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a father now, so I don't know what to, you know, oh man, I'm sorry, man. You know what? My bad, you know, so, Hey, it's harsh reality of, uh, growing up (laughs) way more difficult to coordinate stuff, but, um, I digress. Hopefully I'm curious that they, this might be different, but I, my hopes, expectations are very low that, uh, there will probably be more the same. So. I'm going to still probably give it a shot more than likely though. But I mean, it got, let's go over the, excuse me, quick, uh, or at least the description, uh, welcome to F Clinton, Clinton and partner, a new celebrity solutions agency catering to the Vinewood elite in need of solutions to high society problems. Franklin needs two things, a reliable partner and a big ticket, high profile client with your longtime LS contact and newly aspiring cannabis entrepreneur, Lamar Davis, making the connection. You can be the partner that helps Franklin take the business to the next level. So (laughs) Dr. Dre is a close friend. (laughs) Meanwhile, on the other side of the city, DJ Pooh has been reaching out to Franklin about an excited and potential client, his close friend, Dr. Dre. (laughs) It's like, that don't even make sense, but all right. <laughs> His close friend, uh, Dr. Dre <laughs> lost, lost in the shuffle on his way to the 
Cayo Perico last year. So that I guess some continuity from that heist uh, DLC. It turns out Dr. Dre's phone isn't just missing. It's in the wrong hands. <laughs> I don't know why that's. <laughs> oh man. Not, <laughs> not only that, but the phone also contains the hottest property in the city. New unreleased music from Dr. Dre himself. This could be the big break your agency needs. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, it definitely seems a lot like the uh, the other DLCs where it's just that difficult barrier to entry. Um, hey, man, if you got uh, hopefully you got like five million dollars to make this hideout. And then when you make that hideout, you got to recruit 25 people to, to join your hideout. And then when you do that, then you can play the story DLC. Um, how does that sound like, mm, I'm, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'll, I'm just going to play some halo. I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> you trying to coordinate it with somebody. You, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just going to play some halo. I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. So we'll see. I don't know. My, again, my expectations are low, but I, uh, I would like to be, I would like them to be, uh, be, uh, surpassed. Yeah. Surpassed. You know what? With that being said, that concludes the news for this week. Let's get into what I've been gaming. What I've been been what have been gaining um you already know halo infinite multiplayer been playing that like crazy this past week um oh is is good man <laughs> halo is back i think i said that last episode but you know what Halo is back. Just going, just got to say it again. Just, just for the reinforcement. Halo is back. You hear me? Halo is back. Um, really, really enjoying the multiplayer. Um, it is just, it feels good. It feels just tight. It just feels good, man. I guess the only way I can describe it, it feels like Halo. It feels like Halo, which I feel like that's the best compliment you could give this game, considering, you know, the weird, the weird choices of the previous game, you know, like <laughs> Halo of Duty with a five, which as a Halo, a Call of Duty fan, I, I did actually enjoy. I, I probably said that, too. But and then um, what else? Halo four was Halo four also kind of had that similar kind of cadence too with the um what do you call it? Uh, damn it. Um, the, what is it? The or ordinance, which is basically like the kind of taking the role of call kill streaks from the call of duty games. So, I mean, you got that and, um, I don't know it, uh, I, as somebody who enjoy both of those, but I understand people's sentiments where it's like, uh, it didn't, it didn't, it doesn't feel, didn't feel like Halo, which to some extent, I don't know, 
but Halo Infinite is back. It is back. Um, so <laughs> I think last episode, I think I ranked and, uh, I got to platinum, which, uh, I th- at least for those that don't know, the least the, the tiers is, um, I think bronze, gold, silver, silver, gold, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, onyx. Um, so at least I initially placed with, um, trying to remember what was it called? Platinum three. I want to say, uh, actually made my way to a diamond. Oh, that diamond. It felt good. Felt great. Uh, and I guess just to talk a bit more about the rank system with Halo, I feel like this is a very fair system, at least from what I've played where you do slowly progress, you slowly progress, but if you lose, it's not the end of the world, I guess. Um, if you lose consistently, (laughs) it is the end of the world, (laughs) but Uh, basically how it works is that, uh, and I think why I like the ranked over a lot of the other modes is that it, um, it, it, uh, judges your sing singular performance rather than like if you win or lose, which I think a lot of the other ranked games do, uh, where they, it's strictly solely on if you win or lose, if you lose, you lose a catastrophic amount of points. If you win, you gain probably, (laughs) I I think it depends on the game, but I mean, I feel like you earn less if you win, but you lose a lot more if you lose, which, um, I don't think is the, the best way to like, I guess, try to rank people, which I think the approach with halo infinite infinite's rank mode is definitely probably the best I've seen in a while as somebody who's not generally played a lot of the rank modes in a lot of multiplayer games, I generally at least go to like a, you know, social playlist that doesn't strictly go on rank, but at least with this system, it feels like it's definitely more realistic, I guess, in terms of performance. Cause like, I think my biggest issue with ranked is, especially if you are somebody who solo queues, which I, I pretty much do, um, whenever I, I do rank play ranked is that, you solo queue with somebody, they either quit or, you know, <laughs> you the only one playing your heart out and then they, um, you lose. And then, <laughs> well, sorry, good luck. Uh, then your rank, you lose a rank because of that. But I like this one. It's like, you probably the only person playing your ass off. And then you actually do get rewarded if your performance is like, I think above average or whatever. It's some very mysterious algorithm that I'm, you know, it it seems like this calculating how many points you should get after a game you played, uh, whether you win or lose. But I mean, I think either way, you definitely get a lot more points if you win a match versus lose, but you know, still play your ass off. You don't lose as much. So at least based on that, I've definitely, progressed way more than I, I think I would in other ranked matches, uh, ranked games in other games, um, ranked modes in other games. 
And, uh, yeah, at least <laughs> currently I'm, uh, still <laughs> struggling in diamond two. um, trying to, there are six tiers for each six levels for each tier. So there's like, uh, at least where I'm at, I'm at, there's diamond one through six. I'm on level two. Uh, so the goal is to get to, uh, level six where I would get to onyx, which is, you know, at least to my understanding, the max level where, you know, I forgot, I'm curious how it works when you get to Onyx, if what happens after that. But, um, I think they just give you an invisible bar or something like that. But either way, um, <laughs> that's when, you know, you, you've made it. It's like, there's nowhere. I <laughs> There's nowhere I can go from here when you reach Onyx. So that's kind of my little goal to, uh, do at some point, maybe over the holiday break, uh, to <laughs> get sweaty, get sweaty and, and put my try hard pants, <laughs> put my try hard pants on and get sweaty and, uh, uh, try to go for Onyx. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's been, it's been pretty fun. It's been pretty fun. Um, yeah, it just, it feels like all of my halo, uh, muscle memory has like, helping me in halo infinite, which I think is just a more so a testament to how much halo is back in terms of just the feel vibe fundamentals that has always been with halo, if that makes sense. But <sighs> halo is back. Halo is back. It really is. Halo is back in full effect. It's like, <laughs> like in halo two and three days when I'm, uh, I think I got to level 49. I think level 49 is the highest I've got. I think the max is 50 and, uh, yeah, man, it just feels like them good old days of just, <laughs> just getting sweaty, just sweating, you know, ah, man, why'd you do that? Also, again, I've probably said this before, but play the fucking objective. All right. That is my, uh, one of my gripes, at least in my experience playing so far, play the fucking objective, please, for the love of God, play the fucking objective. Thank you. Thank you so much. Also, don't quit. I think maybe in some cases, maybe people just disconnected. I think that's a great too. I have with the current ranked system. I know it's probably going to be, it's probably something that works to fix it, but, um, in terms of the ranked where if you let's say worst case scenario, you're playing a ranked match and you get disconnected from whatever reason, um, that's, you know, out of your control. And, um, at least to my knowledge with halo infinite, you can't connect back, which is a feature like that's been in like uh, gears since gears five, you can connect back if you got disconnected from a ranked match, which, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to implement it at some point, but it is crushing. Cause like literally you'll start a match, somebody quit or got disconnected and then you're just screwed. You got, you're playing like two V four or three V four, but at least <laughs> my mentality is like, Hey, fuck, I'm just going to play my ass off and try to not lose as many points. Cause it's like, I know we're going to lose at this point. Cause we're at a severe disadvantage and <laughs> these people sweating these people sweating and I'm sweating too. And, and they got more players. It's, it's not going to be good. So, 
um, <laughs> it's frustrating, but funny at the same time. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go out in grace. <sighs> if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out in grace. So, um, all in all, very much thoroughly enjoying Halo, Halo Infinite multiplayer. Halo is back. Halo is back. <sighs> Moving on. Also, um, finished lost judgment, uh, as well. Um, <laughs> finished the, uh, well, I had, I think last episode I talked about how I was fighting, uh, Amon, Joe Amon, or, I mean, he's generally referred to as Mon. He's, he's has <laughs> the Amon family has a lot of members and, you know, various, members and instances in all the various Yakuza games. And, you know, uh, <laughs> Amon was beat my ass. So I was like, you know what? Let me just, uh, farm a bit. I was just farming, uh, enemies and, and ranking up. And when I finally did that, uh, then just finished, uh, a first for me, at least I finished the main story and then went back and did the DLC. Uh, well, not the DLC, but the, the last sub story, which is, uh, Amon. But normally I just complete all the sub stories and then finish the, uh, the story. But, uh, it's like, this dude was beat, beat my ass. You're like, you know what? Let me, <laughs> you know what? You can have this. I'll be back. And then <laughs> to get, uh, some of the XP and stuff from, from playing the story. And technically that probably is the way you should do it. Considering like, Amon is literally the hardest dude in the, in the, in, in each game in terms of a boss, but he beat my ass. So uh, normally it's some way, some method you can kind of trick or exploit and get them, which is also the case here. Uh, it, my initial plan was to use extracts, which are kind of like buffs, power ups, um, that you can use in this game that it, depending on the context, you can like severely break uh, for break the game in terms of like, you know, stuff you can do with it. But you know what? I just, I actually just went back to the fundamentals, just parrying, uh, at least <laughs> whatever the, the, the similarities is to a uh, Kiryu's infamous Komaki tiger drop, uh, Yagami's, uh, I don't even know what you call it, but, uh, use that, uh, it's this one in his one style that like launches them up. And then you can exploit a lot of combos from that. So basically it was a mix of that, some YouTube research, of course. And, uh, after that, ultimately <sighs> defeated him on, defeated him, defeated him, <laughs> disgraced him and his family. That's how much, that's how much I defeated him. So, um, but yeah, at least, uh, speaking, going back to the story, if it, it, uh, felt very resolute, I guess, resolute, maybe conclusive felt very conclusive, which, uh, I really did enjoy the story. Definitely had a pretty good payoff. I felt like all of the questions I had did resolve and, uh, yeah, everything just fell into place in a nice little neat bow tie. But, um, overall, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed lost judgment. I st I'm still up in the air about it being my game of the year. I don't know. I feel like I have a suspicion that Halo Infinite might 
might take it over, but at least as far as now, not putting Halo Infinite into consideration in the in the equation. Currently, it feels like my game of the year so far, but that'll be yet to be determined. I think next week, since it's probably going to be very slow, uh, we'll probably delve into a game of the year discussions personally, personal game of the year. So, um, yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> um, Vice City, GTA Vice City. So after, uh, the two big substantial patches came out, uh, <laughs> since I dropped Vice City, since I was fed up after the pre at least in retrospect, pretty, pretty, uh, bad experience for GTA three pre patch pre 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 patches. Um, yeah, I was like the game crashed on me twice. <sighs> the mission design is irritating. It's like, you know what? I'm good. I'm all right. Oh, maybe when you patch yourself up a bit, <laughs> maybe when you patch yourself up a bit, I'll come back. And, uh, you know, they patched themselves up and I was like, you know what, let me come back. And it, it's definitely better, way better in a lot of ways. Um, thankfully have not, didn't crash in my entirety of playing it. So that's good, which is, I, I hate the fact that I have to say, oh man, thank God the game didn't crash. It's like, I should not be saying that, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, beat the game. Um, and I, I think I re re remember the game being way longer in my head. I think that's the case with a lot of stuff, but at least specifically for vice city, I remember it being very long, but I, now I playing the game again. I recall, I can definitely remember why the game was long was because when you're towards the game at a certain point, uh, the mission, uh, not to spoil anything, but there's a mission strand where you are required to buy a decent amount of the properties, which in turn forces you to do certain missions for those properties that, uh, that can technically take a lot of more time. Uh, if you don't do a, a, a particular exploit, well, not really exploit, but I guess it kind of is, I don't know. It's in the game, but it feels very exploitive if that makes sense. But, um, I did not know that playing this originally, but at least now I'm like, man, I saved like <laughs> probably a good five, six hours out of the game trying to earn money because you know, each property you get is more expensive than, um, uh, well, at least how it's tiered. There's like different tiers of, uh, you know, properties that, you know, some are very expensive. Some aren't as much, but a fair amount of money, but there's this exploit where it's this one secret mission you can do like on a parking lot called, uh, I forgot what it's called cone cone, something where you basically, uh, test your skill of driving between cones and not to not destroy them. And basically if you, you have to exploit the game to an extent where you like drive past the cones and you basically manipulate the game to like do, <laughs> uh, 
do the most time possible to get through the cones and then each other, uh, iteration you do it, it gets a bit harder and then you want to do it a bit faster, like by a second each time. And pretty much when you do that, it like multiplies the, it multiplies the, um, money you get. Like it feels like exponentially each time to the point where like at least the maximum, I think you can like at least physically do is like a 400, almost 500 grand. So pretty much did that. And that literally gives you pretty much enough money to buy all the properties in the game, which after doing that, that was like maybe about half an hour to a half hour. And, uh, then I was able to buy all the properties and do all the missions and that. I think that in, in conjunction with the, uh, checkpoint system made the game way faster and saved a lot more time. So yeah, now with that in place, uh, yeah, I <laughs> beat the game like in a, well, I put, I played a lot. I played a good amount of time before I dropped the game, uh, pre patch, but after the patch, it was maybe about a additional four, four to six hours, I think, and beat the game after that. I mean, there's of course a lot of miscellaneous stuff and hidden stuff you can do, but I'm like, eh, I'm good. I'll, I'll wait maybe till more patches come out. And if I'm in that trophy, trophy achievement hunter, excuse me, achievement hunter, um, phase, uh, maybe, but it's like, ah, I'm Overall fun, 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 uh, fun trip down memory lane, listening to some of my, some of my favorite tracks, uh, I used to love <laughs> except Michael Jackson. Thanks rockstar still cannot forgive you for that. I know that's, I'm giving them a hard time. That's probably not their fault, but anyway, I digress. <sighs> then, um, also played uh, a bit of the Halo Infinite campaign that came out yesterday, technically. So uh, only played maybe about a two couple hours. Um, but I mean, <laughs> Halo campaign, I mean, Master Chief, you know, hey, I need a weapon. That's just like, <laughs> I know you need a weapon, Master Chief. I know it. <laughs> I know you don't got to tell me. I know it. I know it. <laughs> um, at least from where I played, it's I'd say it's hard to even like fully uh, develop impressions. But um, I mean, it feels good. Uh, this Halo, but single player, you know, got me uh, got a nice little cutscene at the beginning, kind of a bit pretty much what we saw in like the E3 trailers. And then there's a uh, pretty much, I forgot where I'm at. I think I'm still on this ship trying to get off, but, um, yeah, I mean, it feels like halo. I mean, you know, so <laughs> it feels like halo. Uh, but, but again, I haven't gotten to what I'm, uh, I'm guessing is going to be like the open, open slash, um, open slash linear world worlds kind of like 
at least my concept in my head is kind of similar to Uncharted where there's like linear, the game is primarily linear, but there are certain areas where you can actually, uh, free roam kind of like a traditional open world game. But, um, I'm guessing that's what it's going to be for Halo Infinite, but at least, uh, not playing too much to get the concept of that. But, um, I'm encouraged. I'm interested. And I guess we'll see. So, yeah. Halo was, <laughs> Halo was back. I mean, I only played two hours, but Halo was back. So, at least as specifically as the multiplayer, I'm just saying. But, um, <laughs> and that concludes uh, at least what I've been playing this week. Let's get into what I've been watching. Which, of course, of course, uh, Hawkeye episode four, um, pretty good episode, uh, left off where <laughs> episode three, uh, um, picked up where episode three left off. Um, and <sighs> pretty good, pretty good, especially towards the end. I don't want to spoil anything. But, um, yeah, I'm very curious now as well, considering that, uh, I think this week we did get confirmation that, um, Charlie Cox, who plays daredevil on the Netflix series is they use some very, um, what's the word? Very suggestive wording. They said, like, if we were to make a daredevil, uh, Charlie Cox would be that character. So it's like, so you mean Charlie Cox is in the MCU now? And I, that's pretty much the implication. So, um, which also leads to a lot of, uh, speculation within this, uh, Hawkeye series. Uh, cause you know, there are some references to the possibility of, um, Wilson Fisk, AKA King Kingpin being potentially, you know, Kingpin from the daredevil serious. Um, I think Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, so Hmm. Hmm. We'll see. And then, uh, the timing is very, very convenient because, uh, I think this is the last episode or I think there's six, but either way, this, this next episode, episode five is, <laughs> is going to align with, uh, the premiere of Spider-Man far from home or no way home. Uh, so I, I know there's uh, been some speculation that there's going to be some very interesting crossover, especially since technically both the Hawkeye and the movie will in theory be in the same place that, uh, at least, uh, we'll get some hints maybe to the movie. Uh, with the next episode coming out next week. So <clears throat> I'm curious. Can't wait. Next week is about to be, be great. Next week is about to be great. If you, um, if you're a Marvel, a Marvel fan, excuse me. Marvel Cinematic Universe fan. Let me rephrase. I know there's 
Oh, there's a there's a huge line there. <laughs> I would assume oh, there's crossover, but you know, there's always somebody that's like, um, excuse me, um, they're not the same. They're not the same. Please get it right. <sighs> Thank you. I, know. I assume that person exists, but maybe I'm just making them up. Um, then after that, I did watch that good old comforting Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Gotta do it. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean. Pretty good, have to say. Um I guess it's weird. I guess maybe Netflix always 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 just just throwing that money. <laughs> At least that's what I the impression I got, but uh, what used to be on Crunchyroll, which I'm pretty much the previous series episodes and seasons are still on Crunchyroll to my, my knowledge. But uh, this new latest season, Stone Ocean, um, is at least to my understanding exclusive to Netflix and uh, or maybe like timed exclusive or something like that, but uh, exclusive to Netflix. And um, I guess what's <laughs> what's what's uh, weird to me. Is that like you can literally the whole season? Well, part one, I think, uh, is available to binge, uh, which is it's kind of weird. It feels like uh, the kid that like, you know, is used to being only get you only get this, you know, only rationing this. You all right. You watch 20 minutes. That's it. Wait till next week. But now it's like I don't have to wait. I could just watch it all in one fell swoop. At least I did it in two segments. I binged a lot of it when it premiered and then around when it premiered and then uh, binged the rest later. But it's more JoJo's. <laughs> that's, I guess that's the best way to explain it. If you if you are familiar with JoJo's, then this is pretty much more of that where it's uh, how do I describe JoJo's it's very flamboyant flamboyant, uh, crazy, funny, um, dark. Yeah. That's just Jojo's man. Um, so I mean, if that sounds like something that's up your alley, I mean, definitely let's, let's, uh, clear this too. At least as somebody who's watched the specifically the anime, um, uh, I hear this really messed up at least in my opinion, uh, misrepresentation, stigma, whatever you want to call it that like, you know, Hey, Oh, stone oceans out, man. Uh, Hey man. Yeah. You can just jump right into this one. And like, no, don't do that. If I mean, of course you have, it's, it's, it's your eyes, it's your mind, do whatever you want. But I personally wouldn't recommend just going straight in the stone ocean and completely omitting the whole previous series seasons of Jojo's. I feel like, why, what are you doing if you're doing that? But I mean, there's people out there that like, yeah, the start of Jojo just slow, man. I'm like, no, what, what are you doing? Uh, are we, <laughs> are we watching the same anime or, um, 
Uh, you, is this is this maybe something with the English voice actors over the dub? Duh. What is what is this, the subs? Um, you. <laughs> Either way, I mean, I just saw all that uh, circulating recently online around with the with this premiere. And now, please watch the first season. It in pretty much all up until uh, Stone Ocean because. It's great. It's great. Don't do that to yourself. Get help. <laughs> no, but that was wild to me. But I mean, again, it's a free country. Do what you want. But I mean, if you if you were to ask me if I should watch the previous season before getting to this, I highly would recommend that. It's just a lot you will miss out on. It's a lot of references to uh, the previous seasons as well. Just not a good idea in my opinion, but again, you do you overall though. I uh, really enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm glad oh, I was so thankful for Netflix because it was some very irritating cliffhangers. That would be pretty um, just just anxiety inducing, um, <laughs> literally a whole week until at least in terms of the traditional cadence, you would see it. But at least now it's like, Oh, you really going to end it on that? Like, Oh, thank God it's Netflix. So I could watch the immediately watch the next uh, episode after, which was great. Um, cause man, it, it, some of these, uh, some of the episodes definitely ended, ended on uh, some serious cliffhangers, but really enjoyed it. Really did enjoy it. Jolene, Jose, Jolene, Joe star, uh, the new newest member of the Joe, 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 Joe line. That's I made that up. TM, um, is great. It's great. So, I mean, again, this, this, that stuff is up my alley, just the kookiness and, goofiness of Jojo's I've always loved and, uh, attached to, but, um, yeah, man, stone ocean, do yourself a favor. If you into that stuff, I mean, I get people, maybe not a lot of people are into Jojo's, but I get it and I love it. I love it. <laughs> the D Wade, D Wade me. I love it. I love it. And on that note, that concludes, or I think that will conclude episode 133 of Switches Sites. Um, yeah, yeah, you know what? I think that's, it's pretty good to end on. Um, yeah, at least next week I anticipated being pretty slow. So expect probably a pretty, uh, probably the game of the year, um, <laughs> game of the year special where I at least dive into that. And maybe if some, uh, tidbits of news come out, might cover that, but then probably that, then probably the week after probably take a break and, uh, go into the new year, start it all over again. Um, but yeah, 
other than that, um, I think that'll do it for episode 133 of Switch's Sites. Um, if you did like, like, and enjoy the uh, podcast, uh, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on uh, your various podcasting and video platforms. Uh, you can catch this uh, podcast recorded live on Twitch TV slash A Switch on Thursday evenings, ideally, so with the exceptions here and there. Uh, you can also catch uh, this video archive on youtube.com slash A Switch as well on Fridays. Um, but yeah, until next time, y'all, uh, get your damn game on. <laughs> Feel free to fuck. Um, Oh yeah. Nobody's safe. <laughs>